mixed feelings about this. I feel like I kind of caved in. And at the same time, I feel like I'm doing something that I'm supposed to or something that I like to do, which I do. I like officiating games. I like being a referee. Already do volleyball and basketball. Why not add baseball? Yep. Straight to the little leagues. Little league baseball and softball umpire. I had my first game a week ago, today being May 4th, a Thursday. My first game was last Thursday. Then I had a game on Monday. Then I had a game on Wednesday. And then today was my fourth game. I'm scheduled for three on Saturday and two more on Sunday. The Sunday is being pending to see how schedules work out. But if you couldn't tell, they need umpires for both baseball and softball. Anybody that's got some time, that wants to make some extra money, that doesn't have anything going on, that wants to be out in the sun, beautiful weather. Today was absolutely amazing. I was really glad that I was out there. I think I got a little suntan. It was breezy. It was really, really an awesome day to be on a baseball field, and it was a great game. You can do the same thing. Make some cash so you got gas in your car, so you can go to a water park, so you can do those extra things that you may not be able to do if you don't have cash. Well, here's a quick and easy way to get cash. Not only easy, it's fun. I mean, you got to know some rules or you can be taught the rules, but it's sports. Sports are amazing. And these kids just want to play baseball. So that's why I'm out there helping them play. And hopefully you can do the same. You can contact me, Brandon Lachance, or Edge of Your Seat Podcast, or reach out to anybody you know in sports and they know somebody that knows somebody that can get you involved. Just saying, that's how it works in the sports world. You get in the circle somehow, and then all of a sudden the circle is like almost a biggest fear as the earth, like it's huge. So reach out, become an official. That's my you know, news point of the day or advice of the day. We'll say advice of the day, not news. We can do news later. This is your advice. Like I said, my name is Brandon Lachance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to all the previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S. It is plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. You can also follow my personal Facebook, Brandon Lachance. The name looks like L.A. Chance with a capital C. And then Twitter is Lachance, that's L.A. Chance, writer. On all of those, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, please like, review, star, all of those great things. It helps us out. We really appreciate it. And always, always thank you for the love. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you do or don't like something I said or a guest said, or you'd like to become a sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, shout out to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, the mastermind behind the intro and outro beat that you will hear on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This episode, episode 262, is brought to you by 
First State Bank. Great bank, great people, can help you with absolutely all of your needs. Have 19 branches across Northern Central Illinois. So if you're by a First State Bank or you're just in Northern Illinois and you don't know what you're by, Google First State Bank, see if one of their locations is by you and bank with them. I've been doing it since 2011 and I've never looked back and never wanted to go to another bank. On this episode, like I said, it's 262. We have five guests, not one, not two, not three. Okay, I'm not LeBron James, but five guests. The first guest, Pete Marks, Ottawa wrestling coach. He is a friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast. He's been on before and we reached out to him. Yeah, this is one of those uh, chats that got stuck in a vault, but we got it out. He was named to the Wrestling Hall of Fame a year ago. We talked to him about it. When I was editing the convo, I was like, man, this one's kind of old, but it doesn't matter. It's a great conversation, even to this day. Great coach that deserved this opportunity, this acknowledgement, and he did. Congrats to Pete Marks. I already said it to him on this episode a couple times. Second guest, Matt Lehman, the Cole City Girls Tennis Coach. Guest three, the reason Matt was on, Abby Stiles, the Cole City Junior, who made it to the state tournament for the second time. Obviously, she wants to come back as a senior and make it again. Layman Stiles talk about Cole City Tennis, about Abby's accomplishments. Both were great guests. For Newman Volleyball Coach Debbie Kelly, she has created a powerhouse Newman Volleyball In the last four years, she had senior Katie Grennan, who was our fifth guest. So we got Debbie Kelly, the coach of Newman, and then senior Katie Grennan. Those two, along with the rest of the lady comments, finished fourth in the state in Class 1A this past fall. Huge accomplishment. The lady comments, awesome team. Debbie, Katie, big reason for this. Big reason they're on Edge of Your Seat podcast. So with that, that is a loaded show. Loaded, loaded, loaded. Of course, I want to get into the mix and match where we talk about national stuff. We had an NFL draft. We have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. So many things to talk about. So many, so many, so many. I have a list and we will get to those. And I want to do win-lose stat. I have a lot of it already written out. Got to break down the month of April and then get into the playoffs that are going to start tomorrow. So our next episode, we will do win-lose stat, maybe mix and match, probably. Yeah, we'll just say yeah. We'll do win-lose stat and mix and match the next episode, but these chats have to get out. You guys need to hear them because awesome chats, awesome accomplishments, and just great all-around people. So let's get into them. We're going to have a word from First State Bank. And then we're going to go to Pete Marks, Matt Lehman, Abby Stiles, and then the Newman combo, Debbie Kelly and Katie Grennan. There will be sponsors in between. Of course, Mendota Ford, Arteaga Landscaping, and Surf Internet. We'll mix and match in between there. And since this is the last time you're going to hear me talk like live as I'm recording this right now, got to end it the proper way, right? Until next time, peace. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillow. 
Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account, pay off a high interest credit card, or take the vacation you've always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a newer existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Wrestling Hall of Fame just took place. Our guy, friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast, Pete Marks, was inducted, representing Ottawa and everything that he's done for the wrestling program. We had to have him on Edge of Your Seat podcast. Pete, how's it going, my friend? It's going great. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. How was the Hall of Fame? I mean, you it had to feel, you know, you had to feel awesome. That's an awesome feeling. It's hard to put into words. It was great because I got to see a lot of my old uh, old coaches throughout the years that, that helped me out through everything when I was younger. Uh, my peers that I coach currently with against, uh, Mark Masters from Kansas City got inducted. We wrestled them. Uh, Brian Mateg, who coaches over at Reed Custer, who we wrestled as well. You know, I got to see some friends go in there with me uh, as well. Actually, I had a high school teammate get inducted at the same time as uh, I did as well. So it was really kind of a cool feeling to be there and have it happen. Who was the high school teammate? His name was Herb House. He was uh, there my freshman sophomore years, and then he graduated and he went on to wrestle in the army. And he's now currently the uh, he's the number two vice president of USA Wrestling, and he's the U.S. Olympic Greco coach. Wow! So he does a little bit of wrestling stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's big into it. Wrestling kind of saved his life, and that was a uh, a great thing. And now he's giving back to the community. What was your initial reaction when you found out you were getting inducted to the Hall of Fame? It was uh, it was really exciting. It was my my old head coach was the one that uh, called me. He's a member of the Hall of Fame as well, Jim Cartwright, and he called me up and uh, as soon as I answered the phone and then started talking, with me, he's he congratulating me on making the Hall of Fame, and he was uh, you know kind of there to help me walk walk through the steps, and was one of my big sponsors and push and pusher. So it was it was great hearing from him and my my old coach being kind of a. You know, one of the main guys making it happen. And then uh, they let us know, like, in September or so, and then they had us come down to get introduced during the state tournament right before the, the semifinals of the uh, of the state tournament. They introduced everybody, and then the official induction ceremony was on Saturday. So you kind of got highlighted, showcased a few times. Yeah, a little bit. The, the, the state tournament is more or less just... These are the guys that are being inducted to the Hall of Fame and just kind of rattle off their names right, and, and whatnot. And then it was at the ceremony where they, they said a little bit about you and kind of made it more known about kind of why you're being put in. Were you inducted into the Hall of Fame as a wrestler, a coach, or both? Both. As a, as a wrestler, I had a really good uh, career in high school. I was a two-time state champion, a three-time state placer in two-way wrestling. I was only two classes at the time. And I, I think I won like about 96 straight matches between junior year, or the sophomore year through uh, senior year and graduating. And so that was kind of a, a, a big thing. And then I was two-time All-American in Greco. All of her body with no, no touching below the waist. So you know a little bit about wrestling too. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. I, I've been around it for a little bit. I've, my dad was a wrestling coach. My brother wrestled. We wrestled in the, uh, you know, in the, in the living room pretty much every day before or after dinner. 
we there be WrestleMatches nights taking place in the living room between me, my brother, myself, and my dad. And then uh, I tried doing some real wrestling like about fourth grade, but I was so darn big and wrestle junior high and high school kids. And that was that was no fun. So I, I put up my wrestling shoes until I got to junior high and I can start actually going against kids my age and my size. And then everything just kind of clicked from there. Did you grad? Did you go to Ottawa? No, I didn't. I'm from up in the suburbs. I went uh, uh, off of State's Conan High School. Or JSB Conan High School off of the States. So when you were wrestling in high school, you were wrestling like top schools and top athletes every single meet. Yeah, my, we, we were one of the top programs in the state and, and uh, sometimes the nation back in those days. And my coach, he, he would sometimes go out of his way to, oh, this team's got a, a great heavyweight, but no one else. Let's get on the schedule so, uh, so Mark can get a match. And then he did that a few times where he, he just pulled kids in or pulled teams in that would get certain kids matches on the team. Uh, you know, better competition throughout the throughout the year. So, you know, we wrestled some pretty pretty tough competition back up there. Definitely. What year did you graduate? Ninety four. Did you wrestle in college? I did. I went to U of I for uh, for a little while. Then I ended up transferred out to Western to play a little bit of football, and then finished at Illinois College in Jacksonville. I kind of bounced around for college. Nice. So you got a little different taste of everything. Yeah, exactly. And then, how long have you been coaching with Ottawa now? I got hired on in the 2001 season, or 2001-2002 year. I was the assistant coach for three years, and then I've been the head coach ever since. So I think I've been doing about 18 years or so as a head coach, and three years as the assistant. With having the experience that you had as a wrestler yourself in high school and college, has it made it easier for you to coach or adapt to the kids that you teach today? In, in some ways, I... It helps me know kind of things that need to be done to help build a program, help try to get kids to the next level, and you know, not just be happy in Qualiver Sectional, but Qualiver State, not just be happy, be happy Qualiver State, but place in State and get a, as high on the podium as you can. You know, to, to really kind of get that motivation for it. I, I can bring a lot of that, but there's also because I came from a school that wrestling was a very uh, big sport there. It, it, it's frustrating going to a school or an area where wrestling's not really. That, that well thought of or looked at by most schools and administrations. So it, it can make it kind of frustrating knowing what it could be and, and what you got to fight to try to get. understand that, definitely. Wrestling has its, its niche. It's got, you know, the wrestling families and the kids that are all about wrestling. But it's either you're all about wrestling or you're not. There really isn't a gray area around here. And, and that's true. I think part of it is bad, bad publicity, bad press in a lot of ways where you know that there's a whole weight weight cutting issue that people still get hung up on and still talk about even though that's been gone essentially for 20 some years the old ways that it used to be you know they, they've changed things so dramatically with uh body fat control and with a uh, hydration test and things like that that it's, it's a different era and we still got that bad rap of you know kids running around in plastic suits and and, and all that to starve themselves where it doesn't seem to be that's the case as much anymore and plus you got to compete with basketball and we all know basketball's king around these parts basketball and football and so you got kids that are well, going to live for football all winter long and then if not they're going to go for basketball or be a super fan of the basketball team because that basketball is a big thing in the wintertime around here yeah Illinois is a basketball state no doubt about that mm-hmm there are wrestling state too, though. If you look at the All Americans at the NCAA's, I think we're second or third in most All Americans by state. Oh, that's awesome! 
And if you check the ratings at the uh, with ESPN when they when they pulled up the national tournament, they do a real good ratings for the for the rest of the national tournament all three days. So it's growing. It's it's coming. It's growing. Do you know your numbers at Ottawa as a coach? How many kids you've had in state or win state championships or place in state? I, I do, but just because I had to put that stuff down on my uh, Hall of Fame thing just recently. So I've had 33 boys state qualifiers and nine state girl qualifiers. Previous eight were at the IWOCA. was the only thing they had, so we're counting them. They, they went out to the postseason and they pushed their butt and did all that. 33 and nine for qualifiers. I think I had... I want to say 18 or 19 state place winners, three state finalists. That's awesome. That's that's and quite impressive. My big goal now, the, the last goal I want to do is uh, I want to try to get 12 more boys state qualifiers before I retire so I can have coach more state qualifiers than every other coach in the school combined for the wrestling program. Oh, wow. So you got a big goal to go out on. So it's doable. I think 12, getting 12 qualifiers for you now and then, I think I got a shot at it, but... It'll be tough. Like, compared to the boys and girls, I only need three more, so that's how you want to look at it. Well, the one year, and I think that was the year that we had talked for this podcast, you had like seven or eight state qualifiers in one year. I think we had five. I think we had five qualifiers and four places. It was, it was probably our best year that we had in regards to the numbers like that going down state. It was, it, was, it was pretty awesome having that. I appreciate your honesty. I'm trying to over-exaggerate on accident. You're like, no, let's get these numbers right. You mentioned girls wrestlers. This was the first year this past winter where we had an IHSA sectional and state tournament. I mean, it was pretty awesome to see the female wrestlers have this opportunity too. And I know you were ecstatic about it. I'm a huge, absolutely huge supporter of female wrestling. These girls come in and they work hard and they bust their butt. Uh, if I was offered the option of the head boys coach or the head girls coach, I'd, I'd think very hard about taking that head girls coach position and giving up the boys because it is great watching these young ladies when they get it. They love it. They, their eyes are wide when they're, when they're out there coming in, and then they're, they start picking it up, and you watch these women turn into, these young women turn into you know, fierce animals out there, and it's, it's wonderful. You like the competition factor. Yeah, the competition factor, everything, everything. They get such confidence in it as they're doing it, learning how to use their bodies. They're they're getting all their aggression, all their physical aggressions out. They're seeing their body change as just from working out the wrestling program. You know, losing five, ten, fifteen pounds for some of these girls, and they're kind of you see them by the middle of the year when they get their hand raised for the first time. Just the, the beaming smile, the, the the confidence brimming off of it. It's it's really fun to watch. What do you think took it so long for IHSA to have these opportunities for them? Numbers. Numbers. And there, there's a lot of people that have hang-ups and stuff where there's been girls wrestling since uh, I was in high school. Where, in fact, we used to wrestle this, the team that had the girl that broke the barrier. Her name was Margaret, Margaret LeGates from Libertyville High School. And she was her 106 partner, the starting 106 partner for like three years for them. And she would probably win. 10 to 12 matches every year because school's just forfeit to her. They're like, we're not going to run our boy out against her because if he wins, so what? You beat a girl. If he loses, you lost to a girl. We're not putting him up in that. We're just going to forfeit to her. And our 106 pounder, our 103 pounder at the time, he told our head coach, and, uh, he didn't want to wrestle. He said, that's fine. Just turn in your wrestling equipment then. It'll be a JV wrestler for the rest of your career because you're either a wrestler like a wrestler or you're done. And, and that's at the moment tone right there for him. And then, we got the mindset of anybody that comes on the mat is a wrestler, whether you're a girl or boy. There's always been girls involved in wrestling since the mid-90s. 
weights like 106, 113. But once you start creeping up into the bigger weights, the the 140s, the 160s, the 180s, then it starts becoming too much of a mismatch where the girls are not having nearly the success that they would against the boys at the smaller sizes, if you, if you understand. They could be on the wrestling team, and as long as I've been at Ottawa, we've always had at least one girl on the team, but it was very rare that they had any opportunities to wrestle any other girls. I'm glad you guys had some additional success and again the girls tournament having that that was awesome i they have to keep it going every year yeah i, I think they will i think it's pretty set so i think I'm hopefully they keep doing it for, for perpetuity guess that kind of helps out your hall of fame resume too yeah that's one of the things they talked about too is uh, the, the promotion of girls wrestling and how the first year we became an emerging sport we were able to get 14 girls on the team and that was uh like the highest number in the state that year Oh, wow. Yep, that's a Hall of Fame resume builder, no doubt. Well, Pete, always a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for coming back on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and congratulations being inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Just came off of a great season, boys and girls wrestling. Congratulations on everything you're doing, and thanks again. Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time, and uh, I I hope to come back again soon. The awesome interviews that you're hearing on this podcast are brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town, the staff general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Edge of your seat podcast, doing another on the road interview. Well, I'm on the road, I'm driving. Thank you for car phones where I can do hands free, I can pay attention, and still do these awesome Edge of Your Seat podcast chats. And we got one today with Cole City tennis coach Matt Lehman. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. So, how long have you been with Cole City? Uh, I've been Cole City. I've been teaching in the district now for 18 years. I've been coaching tennis since 2009. 2009, that's a good tenure. you got quite a few seasons under your belt. Yeah, I used to do boys tennis when I first started, and then in 2010 I started doing girls and boys fall and spring. And then in 2016 I gave up the boys, and I'm just doing the girls now since 2016. So i got about... Whatever that math is, somewhere 20-ish <laughs> seasons, so over the past 13 years. That's awesome. Well, congrats on a long tenure career, and I, it's probably not over, anywhere near being over. Oh, no, I got uh, I got six daughters that I'm planning on coming up into my team, so I can't go anywhere until at least 
2040-ish when my youngest daughter gets up there, so. 2040, so you're going to tack on another uh, 18 years? Uh, give or take. In fact, at the beginning of this season, my youngest daughter, Jocelyn, was born. She was born on the third day of tennis practice, so she is officially one tennis season old. Nice, nice. And then she's going to know that her entire life. Oh, absolutely, yep. So she will she will turn 18 uh, somewhere around there, and I, when she graduates, that's my plan to, to hang up the old tennis racket. So Awesome. So you already got a, uh, a timeline figured out for you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in no hurry. I'm just enjoying every moment, but uh, I'm in no hurry to hang it up, so I'm just having a good time. Gotcha. In your time at Cole City, have you had state tennis players? Uh, yeah, when we first started in 2009, there had been a few before me, I think maybe three or four, but we really started sending kids to state somewhere around 2011 consistently. Uh, we had a couple of years in a row where girls went when I was the assistant coach. Uh, Jackie Larson was the head coach at the time. I uh, had a couple of good players that made it a couple of seasons in a row. Uh, then after that, she gave it up and I became the head coach, I think in 2013 or so. And then I sent a couple in a row. I had a real strong players. Again, twins, triplets, really. They had a boy on the boys team, too, that made it to state. Uh, then we had a dry spell for a while. And then the last couple of seasons, uh, we've done really well. We sent somebody last year, uh, Abby and her sister, in doubles. And then again, Abby this year. So starting to make it a tradition. And we're hoping to keep it going for a while. And, and we're working hard to keep sending them. Awesome. Abby Styles, the reason that I contacted you and to do this podcast, she makes it to state. Is she a senior or a junior? I can't remember. She's a junior, so she's been to state now as a sophomore junior. Uh, hopefully, again, we'll make it next year and be the first uh, tennis player in Cole City history to make it three years down to the state tournament. So, Oh, that would be awesome. We love accomplishments like that. Yeah, we're really excited. She's playing really well. She. She did well in doubles with her sister, and then this year decided to go solo. And I, I think she's a lock next year, but you never know what the competition's going to bring from, like, Ottawa and South, who are always our toughest competition. So anybody could knock anybody out, and it's, it's always going to be fun. Definitely. What is it about Abby Styles' game that makes her such a dynamic player? Uh, I would say her aggressiveness. She is just a, a competitor at heart. It doesn't matter if we're playing you know a simple game of practice of around the world or a game of queen of the court she's in it to win and she's given everything she's got on every point and and she's really always going at the ball with 100 percent. and it's fun to watch when she's on fire she's just unstoppable and as long as she can stay in that zone she is a competitor to a tee. I know she plays basketball, too, and is very aggressive. I know the soccer coach is hoping he'll, she'll come play soccer for him this spring because she's just a, a natural athlete and a, a solid competitor. She has that that kind of fire that you can't coach into somebody. They just have it, and then it's fun to coach them and watch them and see what they can do. So it sounds like Abby could really play any sport that she wants to and everybody wants her on her team. I would say that's an accurate statement, yeah. Any, anybody that's lucky to get her on her team, they're going to be happy to have her, so... For you as the coach, when you got you know a gifted athlete who's got the competitive spirit, the competitive drive, what do you do as a coach to try to help guide them, make them better, even though you know what they can already do? Uh, our program is, is not a large program, so we typically get girls that pick up a tennis racket their freshman year, and we try and teach them the fundamentals their freshman, sophomore year, and hopefully get them to like, a competitive spot by their junior and senior year. And, and that's just kind of where we live. We don't we don't have an indoor club nearby where we're getting kids that have been playing since they were three years old. 
So we just we just kind of focus on the fundamentals and not the results. We really focus on swinging the right way and going to the right spot on the court and setting up the points and, and really just learning the game at its fundamental level. And then we just let her natural athleticism take over and her competitive spirit. And she's a very fast learner. It's, it's amazing how quickly she's picked up the game just coming out as a freshman. And she played a little bit. We run some like middle school clubs and camps, you know, in the summer. But those are only a few days. It's not like she's going twice a week to play all the time. She's really just kind of doing what she can do in season and a little bit out in the summer. So it's amazing how much she's picked up. And we just focus on that, swinging the right way, doing the right thing, ball after ball, and she's done well. So she's almost like a natural. She's definitely a natural athlete. She had, she had to learn the game of tennis for sure. Like, she uh, she has some habits that we've tried to work out of her, you know, like she's trying to get her body turned when she's hitting volleys. And uh, there's always things to work on. And uh, my assistant coach, Justin Hayes, who's a volunteer coach that's been amazing for our program, uh, has worked closely with her. He really likes singles. I really like doubles. So he kind of works with her closely and has really got a good eye for technique. So he's always trying to just improve those habits. And she gets better every practice. But there, there's always more that can be done and get better. So we're always focusing on, okay, now that we've got the forehand down and you're crushing the ball in the corner, let's work on the volley and make sure we can get that shot or a lot or whatever it is. And we just keep working those fundamentals, and she just keeps getting better. Awesome. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the other schools that you you know you see every year in state, the competition that you see where they're pretty much born with the tennis racket in their hand. I say you know something along these along these lines almost every podcast where I'm speaking about tennis. You know, class one A, two A, only two classes is very very difficult. I think the hardest in high school sports to qualify for state in tennis and to make it to state. So how you know especially with a talent like Abby Styles. What do you tell them to prepare them for that kind of competition? Our goal is always just to make it through sectionals. So we have a, a tradition now where anybody that makes it to the state tournament, we hang a sign on our, our fence at home on our home courts and, and really celebrate that. And again, it just goes back to we work hard on the fundamentals every practice because we know we're a little bit behind some of the other bigger teams that have been getting players that play all the time and have been playing since they were young. So... We just mentally coach them to go out there and play the best they can, and we put our best players up against their best players. And like you said, sometimes the the competition is stiff, and we get stomped, and we just take that as motivation to keep working and get better. And every year, LaSalle and Ottawa are our toughest competition, and we typically go there for our sectionals in Ottawa, and uh, we've been doing well. This year, we took third place overall as a team. Uh, I know Abby did great, but I'm really proud of my, my doubles teams and my second singles that did there. Uh, we ended up again behind the Sal and Audible, but we took third over Morris and Kate Key and Pontiac and some of the others. And Abby actually outlasted them down at the state tournament, which I know is partially just luck of the draw. You never know who you're going to get, but at the same time, she had a great tournament and outlasted everybody at the sectionals, even though she took third place in singles at her own sectional. She, she was the one that lasted the longest, so we're super proud of that. And it's never over until the ball bounces twice. You know, that's kind of our motto. I like it. That's a good motto to have for tennis. Yeah, we really go with that. Now and then, uh, better lucky than good. Because sometimes high school girls tennis, you just need a little bit of luck too. So it never hurts to be a little lucky. No, luck never hurts anybody. I know you said you had six girls. Do you have more kids? 
<laughs> yeah, I have uh, nine kids, which is kind of my real claim to fame here in Cold City. I'm one of the only ones with that many children. So my oldest is, uh, I have three boys and, and six girls. So my oldest is uh, 12, going on 13, and then we're on the two-year plan. So 10, 8, 6, 4, 3. We had twins a couple years back. They're going to turn two here in March. And then Jocelyn, as I mentioned, was born in uh during the tennis season here in August. So there's nine of them that I hope to send through the program, but at the same time, they're just out there with me loving it and enjoying it, and I hope they enjoy it enough to play, and if they don't want to do something else, that's cool with me. I just I just want them active doing something fun that they enjoy. Do you have any time to yourself? That's my only question. Absolutely not. <laughs> and uh, the real hero is my wife. She's a saint that, you know, when I'm doing tennis practice every day after school until you know, 5.30 and then getting home around 6 and then match nights, I'm not getting home until 8.30, 9 o'clock. We had, you know, six tournaments out of seven Saturdays where I'm gone from 6 in the morning until, you know, sometimes 4 o'clock in the afternoon, depending on where we're going. She's the real hero of this team. And I tell my girls every year at awards night, if it wasn't for my wife, they wouldn't have any of these opportunities anyway. So she's an unsung hero and uh, I'd like to give her a shout out as well because she's amazing and my kids are great and with that many of them, I'm basically running a team every night after practice, as it is. So, but it's fun and we love it, and wouldn't have it any other way. Awesome. I mean, we got to do the full shout out if we're doing one a shout out. What's your wife's name? Uh, my wife's name is Nicole. Nicole. And uh, she's a Coal City graduate herself. In fact, I wouldn't have ever been on this ride in Coal City if I hadn't met my wife down at ISU and ended up at Coal City and picked up the tennis team. In fact, my wife and I met. Uh, we were next door neighbors down at ISU, and when we started dating, I showed her how to play tennis, never knowing at all that I would end up being a tennis coach and <laughs> taking girls to state. So it's, it's been quite a trip. Tennis has been good to me. So That's awesome. So you met your wife by teaching her tennis, and then you became a tennis coach for what's going to be like 50 years by the time you get down in 2040. <laughs> exactly. And the funny part is, I tell my girls this too, it's like, some of these teams have like tennis pros as coaches and like played in college and went to state tournaments themselves. I went to a tiny little high school called Ronald Benson uh, down near Peoria, Bloomington area and never played tennis, didn't have a tennis team in our high school, just kind of played for fun. And I tell them all the time, like, you've got a math teacher that loves tennis and loves being out here showing you guys how to play. And I'm learning myself every season, too. I go to conferences and pick up tips and tricks and drills. And I was working to get better myself because I'm not a, a natural tennis player that joined the typical way that some of the coaches you see around the state do. So That's awesome. Roanoke Benson is another one of those fringe towns in the hour radius of Mendota where we started this podcast. So I do talk to Roanoke Benson uh, representatives here and there. So you kind of you doubles both, Roanoke Benson and Cool City. Yep, that's my alma mater. My dad was a uh, ag teacher there, FFA advisor for 30-some years, and that's what I call home. That's awesome. We were doing a shout-out for your wife. You mentioned your singles, doubles players, you know, also on the Cool City team. Let's give them a shout-out. What are some of your players' names other than Abby Stiles? Uh, I had a great group of seniors this year. We, like, really, really enjoyed them. In fact, at awards night, I recognized them and told all my freshmen and sophomores, this is what I want the team to be. So, Ava Salinas and Ana Flores played as a doubles team this year. Kind of played as my number two for a while. Uh, my number one was Rachel Hall, also another senior, played with junior Kylie Jackson, who I'm excited to see come back next year. 
those two kind of went back and forth. Rachel had a little injury towards the middle of the season, and Ava and Anna ended up getting into that one spot and played really well in the last half of the season. Ended up getting the sixth seed at the sectional, so I was super proud of them. Uh, ended up losing it to Ottawa to go to state. Otherwise, we'd have had three people we were talking about going to state tournament. Uh, just amazing leaders, great tennis players, but again, coming out freshman year, they tell you they love being on the team, and it's been life-changing for them, but they, they came out as freshmen and did the best they could, and I'm super proud of what they accomplished. So it was pretty amazing. Uh, those seniors are great. Uh, Emma Herr, also another senior, played three doubles for me with uh, Delaney Peacock. Uh, really a strong top eight. Uh, Emma Kurtz, we took at two singles in sectionals. Uh, ended up winning a first match. We ended up needing that point to take third place. So I'm super proud of how she uh, played matches this season and really grew mentally tough. Um, but, I mean, I could talk about all my players. I really love my girls. I always tell them they're my second family. They to my family. Uh, we have a motto where we say, you know, it's family school tennis, you know, in that order. you got to take care of your family first and everything you need. We support that then your schoolwork, and then you make a commitment to tennis. And uh, all those girls really do an amazing job. So I'd love to give a shout-out to all of them for another hour. But uh, really, really love that team. Great leaders, and I was very blessed to have them this week. Awesome. How many models do you have? Do you have a model book? <laughs> you know what? When you, when you coach for, you know, 13-some years and 20-odd seasons, you just start to keep key phrases that you like and – uh, usually I give somebody a nickname here or there, or we just, you know, things happen, and you, you spend a lot of time with these kids, and you get to know them, you know, personally, and they really do feel like family, and I always tell them it's hard to uh, get attached to players for four years, and they graduate and move on, and yet you start all over with a new batch, but every year the new batch is great, too, and we're very lucky to get the, the kind of culture that we've developed, but no, I don't have any models, just whatever pops into my head, and some of them stick, and some of them aren't as good. Well, the ones that you said on Edge of Your Seat podcast have all been awesome. I might jot them down. Can I steal them from you? Absolutely. Feel free. And if, if anybody wants to take them from you, then you start charging them and telling them they own me because I can always use the money to feed my kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will do. I will put a money aside like a jar or something. And I, if I make any profits off them, I will send it to you. I appreciate that. That'd be great. Perfect. Well, Matt Lehman, coach, Cole City Tennis, now just doing girls tennis, but has coached all tennis. Thank you so much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It was a pleasure to meet you and to speak with you. All right. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it, and uh, thanks for thinking of us here in Cole City. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I would love to say it's a beautiful Saturday, November 5th, but instead, it's a little cloudy, a little rainy, but fortunately for tennis, girls tennis, the season is over as IHSA State was last weekend, and we had qualifiers all over the place, people that won matches, including Cole City's Abby Styles, who we have with us right now. Abby, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Are you glad that you're not playing tennis in this weather? Yeah, I am. <laughs> this year, you venture to singles, but you played doubles before. Yes. Let's talk about that transition. You go from doubles to singles. You know, you're under the wing of your older sister. And then now you're by yourself and you get to state. Yeah. It was definitely a difference between doubles and singles. Not being able to rely on a partner. And you have to have a different mindset going into it. 
which is a lot different than doubles. What helped you out the most as you're going through the season, you know, trying to, you know, get over that and realizing like, hey, it's just me. I got to do my thing. What were some key, you know, pieces or key strategies that helped you with that? I think focusing on like singles, you're going to make a lot more mistakes because it's only you on the side and knowing that it's okay to make mistakes and you just have to keep pushing through it and just trying your best and hitting every, every shot that you can do. Gotcha. And then as a junior, this is your second trip to state? Yes. Because you went last year with your sister? Yeah. So just talk about that. I mean, you're a junior. You got one more trip to go, or one more season, and you've already been to state twice. That's got to be a pretty big accomplishment for you. Yeah, it's definitely a really cool experience. What was cooler, going with your sister or going alone? Um, I think going with my sister just was, like, the best thing because, like, we got to stay in a hotel together. It was a lot of fun. And then, like, this year was a lot different, but it was still a really good experience, and I still liked it this year, too. Okay. What's your sister's name so we can just quit saying sister and give her a name? Her name's Molly. Molly. Shout out to Molly. Where? What is Molly doing? Is she going to college? Yeah, she's going to JJC in a radiology program. Okay. Is she playing tennis? No, there's no tennis at JJC. Gotcha. And you are talking about Juliet Community College? Yes. Gotcha. Do you guys, did you guys play over the summer? Are you guys as a, you know, a sister tandem going to continue to play tennis together? Yeah, we hope to keep continuing to play tennis and just keep, keep being competitive with each other over the summer. It sounds like you and Molly have a close connection and, you know, we kind of already talked about the difference of singles and doubles, but was it cool for you to, you know, be able to play the game, you know, kind of the way you want to and dictate how the match goes instead of relying on somebody at the same time? Yeah, that was definitely really cool. And it's like more about myself and my, like how I can do compared to how I have to play with a partner and keep them up and myself up or vice versa. If one of us gets down. Gotcha. How did you keep yourself up as a singles player? I focused on the positives and just continuing to hit consistently and aggressive. So you were just smacking balls at people? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this works in tennis or not, but I played sports back in the day, and I would always picture whatever I was doing as somebody that I was arguing with or I didn't like or something like that. Do you do anything like that when you're you know, playing tennis? Not really. I just think of... Like, how I'm just going to improve to get better because I don't want to get upset with myself at all. So you're like, I don't need to be angry to play sports. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. What brought you into tennis? How long have you been playing? Well, I've been playing since um, my freshman year. Like, I've been playing, like, since I was a kid, but it was just, like, one-week camps. I didn't really do any, like, travel or club or anything, so I pretty much started my freshman year going in. So you just started as a freshman. And you were all ready to state the next year? Yes. So would you call yourself a natural or a quick learner? Um, I think it definitely runs in the family. My mom also went to state, and then my, me and my sister went to state. I think it's just like we're all very athletic and then like easy, coachable. Okay. What's your mom's name? we got to give her a shout-out. Her name's Katie. Katie Warren. And she went to state as well? Yes. So you had three state qualifiers in the sport of tennis in your home? Yes. That's pretty awesome. How many times did Molly go to state? Just once. Just with you as a teammate? Yep. And how many times did your mom go? Just once, too. 
So you're the only two-time state qualifier. Yup. <laughs> Do you rub it in their face or you just kind of be quiet about it? Sometimes I'll like, get a little edge on them with it, but we stay happy. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to make them mad. Come on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's awesome. Do you plan to play tennis, you know, kind of forever? What I like about tennis is you honestly don't have to have a team. You don't have to have a club. You don't have to be in intramurals. You can continue to play. It is cool that they do have those other things, but you can play whenever you want to. Is tennis something that you see yourself doing, you know, for quite a while? Yeah, I do. My grandparents even still play with us sometimes. We definitely play a lot just as a family, but I'm looking to maybe do it in college too. Awesome. Any colleges that you're looking at? Not at the moment. She's like, hold on, Brandon. I'm a junior. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to make that decision yet. Come on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Is tennis your favorite sport? Yes. Not even close to another one, is it? Not really. Do you play any other sports at Cole City? Yes, I play basketball. Okay. Are you a slam dunk champion? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> What about a three-point shootout champion? Maybe. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your favorite basketball team? Mm, probably the Bulls. Definitely. That's a good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Awesome. Are you going to do anything in the spring? Are you playing any sports then? No, I don't think so. You're going to do tennis and basketball and call it a year? Yep. Hopefully focusing on schoolwork. Yep, and then playing tennis when it gets warm out again. There you go. So tennis is obviously your main focus. Yes. Are you involved in anything else at Cole City outside of athletics? Yeah, I'm in a few clubs. I'm in FVLA, which is Future Business Leaders of America, FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Math Team, and a few more clubs. Okay, so you keep really busy. Yep. Do you have a planner or a schedule? Sometimes, but not all the time. You can remember everything you got to do and when you got to be there? Yeah. You're a better person than I am. I cannot do that. I have everything etched in the book. I'm looking at the planner right now. 11.30, Abby Styles is written right there. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm glad you can do that. Somebody's got to, right? Yep. Well, Abby, thank you very, very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Abby Styles, a junior at Cole City. Made it to state, had a great time at state, won some matches, did her thing. Thank you very much for joining Edge Versity Podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Believe it or not, the sunny, beautiful weather is here. I've been saying just around the corner as we waited through the cold, the wind. It was gone today and hopefully gone for a little while, like a long while, like a long, long while. But with the better weather here, this means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504. For a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I get hungry.
coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe, is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Volleyball season just ended and we had so much amazingness in the Illinois Valley, Northern Illinois, Central Illinois. Man, volleyball was just awesome this year, including Sterling Newman reaching the Final Four the state series of the Class 1A IHSA tournament. So we had to contact Newman, get him on. We got Coach Debbie Kelly and Senior Katie Grennan. Thank you for joining Edgeversity Podcast. Thank you. Coach, we'll start real quick. I was looking, doing some research. Was this your first trip to state? It was. You know, if you stay with something long enough, um, something good is going to happen, right? <laughs> of course. I mean, you do have my research so if my numbers are incorrect please correct me but nine regionals and you started coaching at newman in 92 correct so you have been there quite a while i have (laughs) (laughs) what was the difference of this team than the other teams that you've had i mean since 92 that's a lot of teams this year gets over the hump gets you to the state series yeah we've had a lot of great teams um in the past and you know northern illinois um is just a, a very hard section um, to get out of, um, to make it to state. So it's, you know, very coveted when you're able to do that. Um, this team just really worked hard together, um, worked as a team, and just were able, they really got hot and playing their best during the sectional and regional finals, sectionals, and super sectionals to make their way to state. And that's the time you want it to happen, but unfortunately it seems like it happens most when the playoffs come and then they don't play their best. What was it about this team that they were able to do that and, you know, overcome the nerves and overcome any mistakes that they would make in a match and, you know, continue just to move on? I think um, the big difference was um, our regionals, we played a little tense um, in the semifinal and really they got down in the final game. In the finals, they lost that first set to Fulton and then just really worked their way back um, and just started playing um, more of their style of volleyball and pulled out that three win victory in the regionals and they just didn't look back after that. Um, I think they kind of got a feel of, hey, we kind of cut that one close. We need to just take care of business. But they played real calm and um, just played their game and just stepped it up. We saw it in practice and, you know, it really went over into their games for sectionals and super sectionals. From the beginning of the season and, you know, moving on, getting to the playoffs, going to state, things like that. What were the issues that you knew from the get-go? I don't want to say issues, the elements of the game, the X's and O's. What were the ones that you knew automatically, like, hey, we're going to be really good at this? And what were the ones that you had to, you know, put some extra work, put some extra polish on to make better as the season went on? I mean, we knew this group um, had worked together. They, you know, have a good bond. We just had to fill in some missing pieces. Um, with that, um, we had some good experience. We had, you know, Katie Grennan and Jess Johns and Kennedy Rousey, um, who have, had already had a couple of years um, varsity experience, all coming back, and that's what things were going to be built around um, with them. Then we, with the addition of two back row players of Addison Foster and Sam Ackman, we knew our defense was going to be um, much better. Having that back there and the consistency of our passing in that um, the area we really had to work on and we'll still have to work on is our blocking. We're small, 
but they play with a lot of heart, and so they overcome some of that smallness and can really surprise some people with what they do in the front. Winning 32 matches this year, you are already over 400 coming into the season. You're almost halfway to another 100 mark. You're at 441, I believe. I mean, this team, obviously, with the seniors that you've had, have helped add to that win total. Yeah, you know, Katie was our only senior this year, but she was obviously a big part of that for the last three years. I'm putting a lot of wins into that win total, and I didn't even know I was there until we had to get all this stuff together. For this, I was like, wow, that's what happens when you stay at something long enough. <laughs> what has kept you doing it? I mean, you said twice now, you know, when you stay something long enough, I mean, there's got to be a passion, a joy, something that keeps bringing you back. What is it about Sterling Newman volleyball that has kept you there? You know, a lot of it, it's family. I, you know, coached a lot of these girls as parents or taught them. You know, so there's just something there. You have a connection, and we see these girls from the time they're in grade school, coming to camp since they were in first grade. Um, and you just kind of start building that connection and watching them as they come through the system. And it's just, it kind of keeps you, you keep thinking, oh, I'll get out after this. And then it's like, oh, but this group's here. You have a connection with them, and it just kind of keeps you going. And just want to make sure everything's left in good place, too, like whenever I do leave. You just want everything good in place for the work that you've put in to get where we are. I know we hate to talk about this, but uh, you said when I do leave, is there any plans in the future, or you're just continuing just to coach until you don't want to coach? We're on a year-to-year basis. We'll see how things keep going. Well, thank you for speaking with us, Coach Kelly. It is an honor. I've, like I said, I have talked to you before writing for papers and, and things like that. It's always good to catch up, and especially, I mean, first trip to state when i seen that i was like no way she's had to been there before but you're right volleyball in this area is really really tough there's tons of good teams everybody's got you know multiple regionals and things like that so to get to that accomplishment over 400 wins you're approaching 500 that's amazing so thank you for speaking with us yeah it is my pleasure it was a great experience and we're hoping that we can keep it going and do it again definitely unfortunately Katie Grennan won't be there with the again part, but you were there for this one. Katie, talk about that experience. I mean, longtime coach, and you help her get to her first state series. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely was a, a great senior year and something to end with with my volleyball career. I think it was just like how close these girls were with, with them always playing together and just me being the only senior and how well we were able to connect through that. I was really looking up to all those girls just as like a family and as a team. We really worked well with each other. Awesome. Was it hard or different or weird for you, you know, being the only senior? So it wasn't a senior leadership team. There was one senior. You're the leadership. How was that for you going through the season? It definitely was um, a little different because like in the past year, there's always been so many seniors that you like that have the leadership to help with. But um, I had returning um, varsity players, which helped a lot with, like, the leadership and, like, bringing that to the team, so. Awesome. And where do you play on the court? I'm the setter. Gotcha. I knew you were in the back. As the setter, I mean, again, lone senior, you're the setter. So the team kind of flew through you. How was it for you, you know, kind of managing where the ball needed to go to or who the ball needed to go to or how the best way for Newman to score points? How did you kind of accumulate that as the game was going on? Well, I 
played club for, for 11 years, and just something I've always been told as a setter, like, if someone's hot, keep pushing them. Like, the whole game, um, it just helps. Like, when someone is on, they're not going to disappoint you when you're continuing to set them throughout the whole game. So that's the person you want to push that entire set or match for that to happen. And it sounds like when Coach was, you know, running through players' names and stuff, I had recognized most of them. Um, with her, you know, saying all those players, that means you had many options. So it wasn't like, hey, one-trick pony. You were able to go many different places to help score points. Right. Was it cool having all those options? You know, a lot of setters don't have that. Was it cool for you having many different areas to go? Yes, it definitely made my job a lot easier, being able to just go wherever, um, do a lot more complex setting with these experienced hitters. It definitely made my um, position a lot easier during the game. Did you buy them a pizza afterwards? <laughs> no. Did they buy you a pizza? I mean, you set them up. Did they buy you a pizza? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they should have. If they did buy you a pizza, <laughs> what kind of pizza would you have asked for? What kind of toppings? Um, I'm just a plain cheese person. Okay, that's a good option. That's like in my top two or three. Plain cheese is, is golden. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with cheese. And more toppings, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of toppings do you have on your pizza, Coach Kelly? Oh, I'm a, I like almost anything on it. I'm not too picky. Anchovies? Yeah, I'll do anchovies. Oh, wow. <laughs> you will eat anything on a pizza. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we could talk about food and pizza all day. I mean, we just got done with Thanksgiving, so we could spin this in so many different directions. But Katie, getting back to the state tournament, how was the experience of saying, hey, we're here? Unfortunately, the comments didn't win a match there, but you got there, you were able to play two matches in that kind of environment. How was that for you as a senior? It definitely was such an amazing experience to go through that with everyone on the team. Um, playing that big of a facility, it definitely is nerve-wracking, but um, with my club experience, I have played a lot of games that were really close-knit and very exciting and um, very stressful to have to play, but being in this big facility, it definitely was a different atmosphere for everyone, but it was definitely really exciting. I'm guessing it's going to be something that you'll never forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have tons of photos or like a scrapbook or something that you got everything saved in? Oh, yeah. My mom's really big on buying everything. <laughs> <laughs> so your mom's got you covered like, hey, I'm not going to let you forget this even if you forget this. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We got to give mom a shout out. What's your mom's name? Heather Brennan. Awesome. Good job, Heather. I mean, the parents that do stuff like that. I always uh, appreciate that because, I mean, that's something special that you don't ever want to forget. Yeah, our, our parents really stepped up through this whole regional sectional, super sectional. Um, they've been great throughout the whole season, but they really upped their game um, during this postseason play this year. So it was a lot of fun to do it as a whole family. Um, they were all involved. Shout out to the parents. That's awesome. So it wasn't just the players, wasn't just the coaches parents, community, school, sounds like everybody was involved in this. Yeah, it was, it, you know, it, it just, we talked about that even before we left for state, we did a dinner, our team dinner, but we had all the parents there with us um, for team dinner before we left. And then we also had received um, a lot of videos from past players, just wishing the team good luck and 
just how excited they were because it, you know, it goes beyond just us here. All these past players, you know, all feel a connection to this as well. And so we played that video for them um, before we left. So it just really brought everyone together that how big of a family this is. It's not just who's right here with us. I hope this isn't a side tangent. I'm going to try to stay on what you're talking about, but... You know, as a journalist that's been all around the country, been around all throughout Illinois, big cities, small cities, little towns, all through everywhere, I have seen with small towns and communities like Sterling. So Sterling's not a small city, but Sterling Newman, I mean, it's a smaller school. It's a, you know, private community sort of kind of. To see the way that they bond different than other communities, I mean, you see it when a sports team does as well as you guys did the way that everybody joins together and becomes one almost, that doesn't happen in a Chicago, a Rockford, a Peoria, a Bloomington. But for some reason, it does happen in a spot like Sterling Newman. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, we always kind of say, once a comment, always a comment. You're just, you know, do you have that connection, especially with all the social media and stuff out there? You know, they can be on our way. We had people from California and Florida and everyone getting back to us, you know, and they may not have heard that before now with all this social media. It, it really is a good way to keep everyone connected and and they still feel a part of it and that's important because that's what you want. You want your past players, your past alumni, um, anyone affiliated just to feel a part and be rooting everyone on. You have a lot more support than what's just here. I felt the same, like the support behind the whole community of Newman really helps with our play and just pushing. Like with all the people coming to our games and just how many fans really showed their support. That's awesome. And it sounds like, Coach Kelly, you, you know, keep in contact with athletes and, and things like that. So, Katie, where is Coach going to catch up with you next year? Are you going to play college? What's, you know, next after your senior year? Um, I've actually um, decided to end my uh, club career last year. Will not be furthering my career with volleyball. But I am looking at um, Ole Miss and those like SEC schools. For your education? Yes. Awesome. What do you want to do as a profession for a living moving forward? I want to go into nursing. Okay. That's awesome. Yep. Ole Miss, you want to go south. Yeah, somewhere warm. <laughs> As I'm looking out the window and the leaves are flying through my yard, I, I might agree with you. She'll do a good job. She does a nice job in that nursing profession. Awesome. Is that something that you've always wanted to do, or what made you decide, like, hey, I want to go to a huge school? I mean, Old Miss is not small for nursing. Like, I've wanted to go into nursing since I was young um, and doing that Whiteside Career Center um, CNA class, it just really, it made me want to do it even more. Just like the people and like the teachers there and like how just awesome that, um, the ability to be able to get my CNA as a junior and, and just going to a big school and meeting a whole bunch of different people. I think that would be the, the best part. No doubt. And you'll have lots of people to meet at Ole Miss, that's for sure. Well, thank you both. Coach Debbie Kelly, senior Katie Grennan, the Sterling Newman volleyball team, lady comments, finishing 32-7, and seven, getting to the state series, Class 1A. Fantastic season. Congratulations to both of you. All right. Thank you, Brad.
Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer restrictions apply. 